Muffin Films and Salad Fingers, Homestar Runner and Mondo Media, Adam Films and Metalocalypse, Happy Tree Friends and What the Hell is Flash Animation Anyway. Warning, not affiliated with Adobe. Welcome to Plug and Missing, the Flash Animation Flashback Podcast, where we watch the Flash Animations, Webtoons, and Shorts that we grew up watching in the halcyon days of yore, the early 2000s. I'm Paul Reber, and with me is my co-host, John Ward. All right, John, before we jump into the premium content today, I wanted to really briefly flag that we're relaunching our old podcast, The Minute Podcast, which I'm pretty excited about. Yes, it is. Uh, it is uh, it's a very good podcast. <laughs> Definitely is. So in case you're not familiar with it, we have listeners submit in just minutes of content that we haven't seen before, and we talk about it. It's a lot of fun. You can submit your own minutes if you go to our website, theminutepodcast.com, and use our contact form there or tweet them at us. But anyway, you'll hear more about that later once we do the actual launch. John, what are we looking at today? Today, we're going to be talking about the fifth episode of Big Bunny, uh, titled Red. Uh, this episode aired in the year 2001. All right. Well, as we always do, we're going to read the Wikipedia episode description here. Big Bunny tells the children a story about a red squirrel who is actually Big Bunny. He tells of the squirrel inviting his enemies to dinner, where he kills them and makes them into pie. He then sends the pie to all who declined his invitation. This episode ends with Big Bunny reminding the children to eat plenty. John... Mm -hmm. What do you think the big issue is in this um, description here? Well, for one thing, uh, invitation is spelled horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean it's just spelled mildly wrong. But uh, it's spelled I-N-V-I-T-I-T-A-T-I-O-N. Invit-it-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-t-a-
Fair. I don't know. Or maybe for a diet. Yeah, I don't remember. We're not that specific with our criticisms here, Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I, I like how Sam, <laughs> Sam knowing the colors seems to make Sam tastier to Big Bunny. <laughs> he does two two things there. First, don't these kids seem a little old to be learning the colors in school? Uh, yes, uh, these, these kids, I mean, then again, they could not identify a stick, uh, and rock together as not a bug. Uh, so maybe they, I don't know, maybe they are like elementary schoolers, like, like, well, I mean, they're obviously elementary schoolers, like, like, uh, preschoolers or something like that. Um, I mean, Sam definitely feels like preschool level this episode. True. Yeah. Uh, so Paul, there's. Are you familiar with the manga and anime that is called, what is it called? The Neverland Chronicles or something like that? Uh, Sean, you know I'm not. Okay. Well, in it, okay, skip ahead uh, if you, (laughs) you know, one second uh, if you don't want spoilers. But in it, the uh, children, it turns out the main characters are all being like farmed for brains, basically, by ogres and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's very much this sort of thing. And it's funny because I was just reading it and, uh, and then I watched this episode. I'm like, am I reading too much into this? Is it because Big Bunny is desiring the flavor of brains from these children? Uh, and I think so. I think the story sort of tells us. We're def- we're definitely heading in that direction. And you asked the question, why does Sam having this additional knowledge make him seem tastier to Big Bunny? And mm-hmm. I think it's because... Big Bunny knows how human brains work. The more things you know, the more folds you get, the more connections mm-hmm. there are, and the folds hold the flavor when yeah. you cook in the brains. Yeah, tender. It's like a tenderizing agent. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the other thing is, Sam's probably colorblind. <laughs> I think he, he really might be. Yeah. He can't tell the difference between red and blue. So, and that's a very common colorblindness. Uh, a lot of men are colorblind. So, so it makes sense that Sam, I feel like Big Bunny sort of like skipped over the fact that Sam is probably has like, you know, it's not a learning disability or something like that. It's just that he's colorblind. Like Big Bunny seems really disappointed Sam can't tell the difference between red and blue. Um, but yeah. That's true. But it does lead us into a story all about the color red and a horrible murder squirrel. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? <laughs> yes. Um... So uh, there is a squirrel, he's red, uh, and basically he assembles all of his enemies, which are animals of other species, and uh, invites them to a dinner where they eat red meat, red wine, and red jello. Uh, and then after, or during the meal perhaps, uh, him and his associates, who are also squirrels, get together, lock the animals in, I assume, I assume with the squirrel right like they they lock they all lock Mm -hmm. in together right and uh and so the animals are all trapped in there but the squirrels are obviously equipped with knives and uh they slice and dice and uh assemble the enemies into a pie that then they cook and send off to all of the uh people who uh did not accept his invitation uh you put in a note here that they are all omnivores all of the creatures that did not accept his invitation because you're a huge it, nerd. Well, that that's true. A, a couple <laughs> things in response, though. One, I think we just learned where George R. R. Martin got the Red Wedding concept oh, yeah, from. Definitely. Although I it's don't from... know when those books actually came out. <laughs> Sometime. Uh, Sometime. Probably more recent than we think, uh, considering how slow it takes to actually re- release those books. Yeah. But the the other thing is, I'm not sure 
how disturbing it would be if you were these other animals to get a pie that had what's essentially just other animal meat in it. <laughs> it's true. It's not like, really cannibalism. Because, yeah, and, and one of them was a bear. Bears will yeah. eat meat for sure. The others were like a chicken and a mouse, which will eat meat, but maybe it's not their prime diet of pie. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that... I think it also gives them a chance to eat some exotic meats. I mean, like, you know, True. we as humans, we love that stuff. Like, you know, like, oh, alligator on the menu. That's interesting. Or how about some <laughs> something exotic like bison? What's the most exotic meat you've ever eaten? Um, Probably tasting uh, alligator. Probably. I had alligator cheesecake a couple years ago. It was pretty good. Oh, wait. Uh, periwinkles, actually. I, I don't um, know if that's exotic or not. I can't decide I, periwinkles. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not a particularly exotic food in the sense that, like, I could go find me some periwinkles and eat them. I think right. it's exotic that that it was a food stuff that I consumed. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's probably it, alligator. Uh, I had a taste of it. It was not great, but also not like... It's good in a cheesecake. In a cheesecake? Yeah. Huh. Like anyway. powdered? <laughs> no, it just chunky. John, oh. I'm not sure why the mailing this murder pie solves all of the squirrels' problems. I imagine Is it just it's threatening? an imitation thing. Like, uh, I think it's weird. So what I think is weird is that the squirrel isn't themed like a mobster. Because this feels like something a mobster would do is like send somebody like a threatening pie or something i don't know i don't right. know but but it does feel like godfather twist like in godfather six or something like that this would happen um <laughs> except for the fact that like the pie then makes it sort of like uh you know the murder barber on fleet street or whatever you know like uh then it becomes sort of like quaint english mystery meets <laughs> death story i don't know it's and a that's weird why I'll ne- that's why i'll never eat a pie in england you just never know what meats yeah. are in it yeah i mean hands presumably if they're hand pies all right john so brain <laughs> decay we learn about a little bit later in the episode yeah yeah so after that- the story um oh my god her name Susie. Susie uh says that i don't think that story was appropriate for us and i i can't help but agree Susie. and then what does he say about brain brain decay paul well, Big Bunny tells them that if you eat too many sweets, your brain becomes sticky and unpalatable. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that the kids just don't know what the word unpalatable means. I assume as well, because unpalatable is definitely my my favorite word. Like, ha- Has he used unpalatable before in this show? I, I don't, don't think, think so, right? I think this is a new taste describer. I think it's a good yeah. indicator. Yeah, it's good. Um yeah, so I think this is where we get confirmation that the folds are important to uh, to your, to the tastiness of the brains. It's true. Big Bunny really wants to encourage the intellectual development of these children, but also he is concerned about their diet, which is nice. In many ways, he's a good father figure for them. Yeah, a good father in, figure. In in other ways, less so. But yes, you know. yes, in this specific way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do like I do like how he's yeah the the metaphor of sweets as like uh you know happy stories so like having like some vinegars <laughs> vinegary stories every once in a while mm-hmm. uh, makes your brain less sticky I guess I guess it does uh, we also learned that Sam might be a zombie he does like brains he does like brains or uh, he likes intelligence 
and it's like this character uh. like this dichotomy within him like he cannot possess his greatest wow. desire which is a great intelligence it's the real scarecrow of this show john yeah. what what moral can we take away we've learned a lot this episode uh so my moral is uh keep your associates close but your enemies in your belly Ooh, nice and spooky mm-hmm. my moral is that it's not necessarily that people don't like being fed things but they don't or that they don't like eating things, but that they don't like being fed them by surprise. <laughs> so, like, if you gave me a pie, John, and then I found out later it was a beef pie, not an apple pie, or it was yeah. an apple pie with, like, beef tallow in it, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily be upset if I knew in advance, but it's yeah. the surprise that does it. I feel like I would be upset if I, as well, for for different reasons. We Neither of us should be eating beef pies, Paul. <laughs> we, neither of us should, but if we knew no. in advance, we could prepare. So, listeners, if you are going to send us a pie. Uh, no beef. No beef. Yeah. It's not what's for dinner. Hashtag no beef. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode <laughs> of Plug and Missing. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend and leave a review on iTunes. We're still doing that leave a review, get a jingle exchange. We had a new one come up this past week. A lot of fun. So, please be sure to do that. I do love writing a jingle. If you want to talk more about Flash Animation, you can add us on the various social media platforms at Plug and Missing or email us at pluginmissingpod at gmail.com. You can also check out pluginmissing.com for more info on the website, upcoming episodes, and beef pie recipes. As always, this episode was co-hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg, produced by John Ward with music by me, Paul Reberg. Come back next week where we're going to ask you, Would you like to update Flash? We're glad you could join us for just a little bit discussing Flash Animation and what the hell it is until next week. We hope you're well. Please give us five stars on iTunes.